for our first series episode and the first one, uh, first interview that I'm having. I'm really excited to be welcoming my friend, uh, my mentor. Um, he's a co-principal of the Light Project, Co the Light College. Um, he is a Baptist minister and a phenomenal artist. Um, and I'm actually sat right now in our backroom cafe, and his art is featured all the way around. Uh, it's none other than Chris Duffett. Welcome, mate. How are you? Adrian, thank you so much, buddy. What a beautiful introduction that was. <laughs> well, what can I say? It's all true. It's all things reflecting of you. Uh, um, you. How have you been? Before we dive into exploring what is church, obviously we yeah. are in the middle of this lockdown pandemic. Um, life is very different now than what it was, you know, 12 weeks ago, months ago. Um, but you are a man that's very busy, that's constantly on the go. What has life been like? How has it been for you? And, and what does church look like for you in terms of where you attend? Great questions. You know, life for us, it has been like a roller coaster. So emotionally, as a family, uh, we've managed not to murder one another, which is pretty good. You know, we are, we're with each other, it feels like 24-7. And uh, it, it has been quite tough at times, to be honest. It's been quite hard. There are days when I feel like this. I'm zoomed out um i've been on zoom for what feels like uh, four days in a row <laughs> and here you are um, joining us again via zoom <laughs> not too bad today i think you yeah you you are only my second zoom meeting of the day so that's not bad for midday <laughs> not bad, not bad. <laughs> and and what's it been you like know what we we've, we've been coping we've we've been coping and um we've we've got used to having the time that perhaps we didn't have before mm. so i've got i've got back into this routine of quiet times you know the the thing that that i just longed to have every day but didn't manage to most days yeah every day i'm Amazing. spending time with the lord so and good, good. So good. And so you go to Camborne uh, Church. You're part of the team there as well, I think. What's it been look like? What's, what's uh, you know, meeting as a church look like for you guys at the moment? Yeah, so uh, everything is pre-recorded at Camborne Church. And it has been such a joy to watch the, the kind of YouTube. Uh, it's put on YouTube. Things are done a little bit different, um, I guess, from what you guys um, have been doing. Um, so I, I've been someone who has enjoyed, really enjoyed the teaching, the worship. Uh, it's been so creative how it's been put together. And I preached on, on Easter Sunday as right. part of Camborne Church. But Bill, our friend and a minister, has been so lavish in how he has brought to us as a church uh, the teaching, uh, encouragement. It's been really good to watch. Now, I'm going to admit something to you, Adrian. Uh -oh. as, as someone that usually rushes around the country on a Sunday to go and preach at different events or do kind of outreach stuff on a Sunday, my Sunday morning looks like this. I get up really early and I leave the house uh, before seven uh, in the morning. Wow. And I've got a rucksack with a flask of coffee, a jam sandwich, my, <laughs> my Bible, my journal. And I don't come home until one o'clock. 
and I and I walk and I pray and I walk with Jesus. And that, that's my usual Sunday morning routine in lockdown is that I've taken the opportunity to walk with the Lord. And uh, it's been absolutely wonderful to do that. And then as Camborne, as I'm part of Camborne Church, I'm able to watch yeah. uh, what goes on uh, usually on the Sunday morning. I'm able to watch it later, um, later on. That's amazing. So that's, that's really interesting. So I mean, and that kind of segues into, so we, we have been exploring all sorts of stuff. We've just come off of the series of a time to pray, uh, really exploring the Lord's prayer and, and diving into what, you know, how we're taught to pray. Um, but as a, as a kind of a journey that we've had is that we've been, we've been hearing God um, really, you know, myself and, and not just in our church, but beyond uh, it, across the nation and the world, we're hearing God say a few things. One is actually this time is really for us to kind of refocus on him, to slow down and, and find him anew, maybe refocus our eyes and, and grow, go even deeper in relationship with him. Um, but one of the things that, that we've been really challenged by is the fact that, and that, that, that kind of phrase that the church is not the building. Um, the church is the people and, and oh, yeah. obviously we're, we're, we're longing to get back into our building. We love coming together to, to gather, to, to worship and, and for many of us to hug one another and, and spend time and, and hearing our stories in the flesh. But actually as we're finding new routines and then we're going to be transitioning into a new, new normal, whatever that might look like. Um, the question, what is church has arisen? And so for you, for example, what, you know, what, when, when I ask you, what is church, what does, what is church to you? What, what does it mean? What do we see in scripture that yeah. defined as church that we can really hang our faith on that we can walk into? And what does that lead us to change in terms of how we move forward from now on? Let me root that, that question, uh, answering that question in a couple of examples. So for many years, um, I've taken one Sunday a month to be church in public for the sake of the public. And for a number of years as city centre chaplain in Peterborough, I would welcome the team on that Sunday morning. I used to call it Saints on the Street. Um, some, some churches have um, adapted it and called it Church Out. But I used to welcome the team on that Sunday morning. We used to gather around coffee, usually in Costa, one of the other cafes. And I'd say these words. Welcome to church. And for those um, new to the to the idea, you could see them kind of going, "What? what? Welcome to what?" Yeah. How is it? Like, hey, w- welcome to church. What we are going to do this morning on Sunday morning is we are going to spend our time for the sake of the majority of people who don't go to a church service, and we are going to be church. Mm. And the way we're going to be church is we are going to go and we are going to bring the good news of Jesus to people in a way that they can get it. And we did many wild and wonderful things. I want to be honest with you, Adrian, a highlight for me being part of Camborne Church has been that Sunday out, that once a month meeting at Green's Cafe or the Monkfield Arms where I paint prayers for people. And I have met so many people who simply haven't got a clue about what it means to go to church. So church for me, it's always, as a Baptist minister, it's always been 
24-7 what I do, how I am. Yeah. And what has really formed a lot of my identity as being part of the body of Christ is that I am part of the bride of Christ. Okay, that, now, now <laughs> let, let, that's, that's big, that's heavy, Chris, because obviously for, for many of us who may be in church for a long time and, and we've, we've journeyed and we know some scripture, we can be like, okay, yeah, so the church is the bride of Christ. But that's a, that's a kind of a, a Christianese term in one sense. Like, what does it mean? And I think also, let's be honest, as God, yeah. you've just said we're brides. So what... what <laughs> What Imagine the first here? friends of Jesus, how it freaked them out. <laughs> so so walk us through. Walk us through. What does it mean to be the well, bride of Christ? So Jesus is trying to comfort his first friends, right? Because he's talking about him dying and then going. He's talking about sending another, like the advocate. He's talk- yeah. So he comforts his first friends and he says this, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me Mm. my father's house has many rooms if that were not so would i have told you that i am going there to prepare a place for you and if i go and prepare a place for you i will come back and i will take you to be with me that you also may be where i am You know the way to the place where I'm going. And then Thomas says, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Show us the way. Jesus then declares those beautiful verses, that verse of, I am the way, the truth and the life. Very good. But the picture there, Jesus telling telling the blokes, he's telling them that he's going to his dad's. His dad is preparing a place and he is giving the picture that culturally within that day, Hmm. a man would go and prepare a place for his bride, his betrothed. Yeah. Uh, so they, they're going to get married and a room is going to be built upon the existing structure of, of the, the family home. And that's where the husband and wife will be. Yeah. Amazing. And later on in scripture, we, we see uh, this wonderful mystery that the people who come to believe in Jesus Mm. and are saved by him, they've been rescued by him. They've come to believe that Jesus has died for them. And in faith, they've received that gift that those people are being prepared. Like a bride is getting ready to meet the bridegroom. Yeah. And I mean, I'll be honest, I, I, I don't know how many, how many times you've seen a bride get prepared, but I, I know I see videos and pictures and I look at pictures of, of you know, Amanda, my wife, in, in her preparation. And she definitely had a lot more luxuries than I did. You know, the photographer took pictures of every stage of the, the makeup artist and the hairdos and the, all this other stuff. I was in a room all by myself just getting myself dressed. You know? <laughs> so there's, there's definitely even, I, I think, you know, that, that picture is a beautiful one because it does paint this this preparation that goes into yeah, yeah. getting the bride ready. And, um, and it's something that is reflected in our real lives that we see there is a lot of preparation that goes, and we talk about it physically, obviously in terms of on the wedding day, but, but even prior to that, prior to, to stepping into that marriage is preparation for, for the bride and for the groom in our earth. You know this is why this season, you know, is painful. Mm. There's suffering. There's, there's heartache. 
my colleague is burying her dad tomorrow. Oh, so sorry. Um, you know, and Jane's dad was in a care home. Um, he, he's died because of COVID-19. There's pain. Don't get me wrong. There's absolute suffering. Um, and each one of us will know the, the, the absolute horror of this season. But here we serve Jesus, who is Lord, mm. who is able to use the, the, this season, use the, the absolute pain of this time. Mm. And he's able to take it and use it for his glory. So this, this time has also been a forced sabbatical for many people. What I mean by that is, many people have had to pause mm. so they've been put on furlough um routines have changed they're they're having to take more time to be with their their loved ones they're playing more games they do but it's also an opportunity to be prepared so my walk with my jam sandwich and a a flask of coffee is about me being prepared yeah for meeting with jesus you see the thing about a bride and a bridegroom is you're spot on adrian the preparation and as church as people who follow jesus we are being prepared to be with jesus forever mm. that means we need to be compatible that yeah. means we're being made into the likeness of jesus more and more um, scripture reveals this um, that from glory unto glory we are being changed. 2 Corinthians talks about from glory unto glory. It means that that each you see Father's agenda, Father God's agenda for us is that we become more like his son. That's his goal for our lives. So as the bride, we are being transformed more and more and more into his likeness so that for eternity we are compatible we are that shining beautiful bride of jesus now of course you can you know get in your head around the the analogy of it as a bloke and that you know what's going on for eternity and you know what will this kingdom of heaven be like here on earth and, and not just not, earth just not just for a, for a guy but also realistically there are there are women out there who've who've not found someone to marry who've not you know found that significant so actually the idea of becoming a bride is, is foreign to many not just guys yeah yeah, yeah it is but, but but at the heart of it is preparation yeah that we are being prepared to be with jesus forever that this life isn't it we have an eternal hope a hope that just keeps on and on and on and on that we believe that we will not die yeah we will not die we will see eternal life so the the work that that god wants to do in you and me at this time mm. as church is to be prepared to meet with him so that means stuff like prayer is really important mm. holiness holiness the stuff that is hidden he wants to deal with uh, the stuff in me, you know, the, the stuff that I look at online. He, he wants to be able to put his finger on and say, mm -hmm. hey, what, what are you looking at? 
you know, the, the, the holy, pure, the purity stuff yeah. within me, the way that I treat my kids and my wife, the, the way that I spend my money and spend my time, the way that I look after my mind and my body, um, stuff to do with spiritual disciplines. Spiritual disciplines. I was gonna say, let me just let me just pause you there for a second, if I could, because there, there's a, we're, we're going there's a lot of stuff here. <laughs> this is great. This is great, Chris. Um, so so there's a, there's a couple of things then, and and I wanna. So realistically, church is therefore then, if I'm hearing you correctly, at least an aspect of it, church is a time of preparation. So it, it church is not. So when we say what is church, it's not coming into a building and to sing some songs and to hear a sermon, it, although that could be part of that preparation. Church is genuinely being made into the likeness of jesus is that what we're is that absolutely we are and fellowship and being and loving one another and spurring one another on and championing one another is all part of that but being part of the bride of christ it gives the big picture Mm. that you know there is one church great one church And, and we are part of that one church. There is one body mm. and we are part of that one body. And that one body is being prepared to be the, the bride, yeah. to be the one that is with Jesus forever, glorifying him, enjoying him, celebrating all the things that Jesus is. And, you know, being part of that bride of Christ gives me that incredible hope, that eternal hope that this life is not it. There's more to it. You know what? I'm going to invest as much as I can into eternity. Mm. And part of that is preparing myself, my heart, my worship, my adoration of the Lord Jesus, giving my all for him. You know, I I want more people to love him. But if I'm not loving him, how can I expect more people to love him? That's awesome. So, and that, that leads me on to the, the other thing, because it was interesting that where, where we started um, was your, your church day out, your, your saints on the street. I like that name. Um, and that idea that actually church, um, you know, you were, you were doing church in that way for the sake of those who don't know Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't do church. So there's a sense that actually, therefore, church is, yes, about preparation. Yes, about being the bride of, of and, and, and preparation is painful sometimes. I mean, you can ask any bride some of the things that they go through to, to get the perfect dress on and the shoes and all these things. And, and I've never worn heels, but I've heard that it's painful at times. So there's, there's you know. Well, yeah. Later on in, in, in John's gospel. So Jesus yeah. gives that beautiful teaching and saying, look, I'm preparing a place where I'm going. You're, go- you're going to come with me but I'm going to prepare that place for a, a while. Then I'll come back and fetch you and you'll come and live with me like a husband and wife. So you can imagine his first friends must have been like, what? What? <laughs> I didn't happen to get their head around that, you know, that sense of the literal, okay, this house, where is it? You know, where we're yeah. going. That's why Thomas said, well, show us the way to the father and yeah, we'll be able to work out how to get there. You know, are you going to fetch for someone to bring us there? So here we've got the picture. It's a beautiful picture of us being prepared because we know, we know the, the, the end of the story, which is a new heaven and a new earth. Mm. We know the end. So John says this, and this is the same John 
that is writing the words of Jesus mm. saying he's preparing a place. By the way, this is the same John that put his head on Jesus's chest. And you read that in John 13. Yeah. But then in Revelation, when he meets with the risen, the risen Jesus, he oh. falls flat on the ground yeah. as if he was dead because he meets the the groom the, the exalted the powerful the jesus who all things have been created the jesus who is no other name is higher this is the living risen jesus that this world desperately needs this is king jesus and he writes these words in revelation he says then i saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. Yeah. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. Mm. they will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. And he will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. So we know the big picture. So why church in public? for the sake of those who haven't got a clue about Jesus, because everyone needs to know this. Mm. Everyone needs to know the end that the end is okay. Our lives here with, it's not it. There's eternity and it's with God or without. So Jesus says, I've come, you know, Jesus says, God gave me for this world that none should perish. You know, none should perish, but have eternal life. You know, for those who, who would believe in faith that what Jesus has done, we are going to be with him. So why church in public? Because everyone needs to know this. Why church in public? Because when I'm church in public with a team of people, we grow in his likeness. Mm. You know, there's only one way of growing more like Jesus. And that is if we go. If we go, Jesus says, um, go into all the, the world, yep. teaching, baptizing, making disciples. And it's when we do, we grow to be like Jesus. Amazing. It's when, when we do the going, we become more like the likeness of what he wants us. Yeah. We can't grow otherwise. So part of me being church in public adrian is because i want to be more like jesus if jesus goes and he commands me to go then why aren't we going (laughs) it's and it's only in obedience to his commands that i become more like him absolutely so so what i'm hearing you and i i guess kind of to try and maybe summarize a little bit and kind of tie us all together i'm hearing you say that actually what in answer to what is church church is preparation it is it is time with god whether that be in a field with a flask of coffee and a jam sandwich uh or or whether that be in prayer with fellowship whether that be in prayer uh, with other people it's a time of preparation allowing god to shape us and mold us into that uh, a likeness of jesus 
but it's that, what is church? It's that preparation so that we can then also be church and live like Jesus for the sake of those who don't yet know him. Beautiful. You've got it. Love it. Thank I've you. I've got to be honest though. I love that. That's amazing. <laughs> if I'm sat here watching this, I'm going to go, sounds great, Chris. You're doing it. Good job. I'm done. At what point, you know, it's, it doesn't sound easy, you know, preparation, waiting, being changed, painful times that we're in, that, that doesn't sound easy. And then to, then to go put ourselves out there in a situation which is maybe uncomfortable for us. I mean, you, you know, you're an evangelist. You're gifted with that. Praise God for that. But Jesus does say to all of us, go. And so what would, what yeah. do you say to people watching this kind of going, well, hold on a second. You know, I'm just, I'm not, I'm not charismatic like, like, you know, Adrian or Chris. You know what? I'm going to say the same thing that I said on Pentecost Sunday. I preached for a church in Birmingham. I'm going to say this. Ask the Lord for divine appointments and he will give them. Now, divine appointments are those coincidences that happen as you go and get that milk from the co-op or as you, as you step outside your front door. They're the coincidences of meeting people that are divine appointments. Now, when I said that to a church in Birmingham, a lady, this is her story afterwards. She went, oh, yeah, if only. <laughs> of course. But because the preacher has said, ask for divine appointments, I will. She, the following day, she goes into hospital for an appointment. Two and a half hours oh, he spends with a nurse talking about what it means to be a follower of Jesus. Now, get this, Adrian. This yeah. nurse had never heard the good news of Jesus before, ever, That's ever, amazing. ever. That's amazing. And this woman who, said, who asked for a divine appointment got to share her story she got to share scriptures she prayed for the person that um was nursing her she said i've never known anything like it you see as as followers of jesus we've got hope and we've got what the world needs yeah. so people around us need desperately need what we've got in lockdown people have had to face themselves Mm. And many people have not liked what they've seen. Sinfulness, yeah. brokenness, hopelessness. And as lockdown opens up, we are people who carry the hope that this world needs. People desperately need Jesus. If we could dare to say, okay, Lord, give me that divine appointment today. Help me to bring you to someone today. I guarantee it that we will meet people. That the opportunity will be there. It's actually quite funny. The, the way you and I met, I'm not sure if you recall this or not, uh, was actually a bit of a divine appointment. So I was at the time, uh, and this is years and years ago now, this is before you wherever, you know, my mentor or Nam or anything like that. I wasn't even fully called to ministry. I didn't even have, I hadn't recognized a calling. Um, but I'd been uh, part of a smaller church, a different church, and I'd been praying to kind of meet somebody. Um, I just kind of moved over from the States and I was in a bit of a, in a position of like, I, I really don't want to be here. Um, and, and I was experiencing a lot of interactions with Christians here that um, were different from that, from back home, if that makes sense. And I felt like I stood out like a sore thumb, some of my excitable nature. 
and I prayed and I said, God, I'd love to meet somebody who, who um, you know, not that I needed to hear the, 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 the good news. I, I was a Christian already, so slightly different divine appointment, but I asked. And you then got uh, brought in by the church to run an, an evangelism course. Um, and only three of us, I think, were actually in the room with you. And it was the first time I met you. And I remember thinking, who is this guy? What, what is going on? Um, but recognizing that actually that was a divine appointment in, in being able to, to start a journey of friendship and beyond with you in that. Um, and that's obviously different in that. Obviously, I already had faith. But I share that because actually God does hear those prayers, does hear for our requests. And when we ask God to, to, to hey, help us step out in faith, help me, give me the courage, give me the boldness, um, he will provide the strength, the courage, and, and everything you need, but he'll also provide those moments. We, we did that once, and I've shared this story before with some in our church, but I'm going to share this. And then if that's okay, I'm going to ask you to pray, because I think I've taken loads of your time, and I'm really thankful. But um, I went out with you once in, in Peterborough when you were the city center chaplain over there. And uh, we started, we spent the whole day there um, and we were, you know, from pubs to cafes and all sorts. But before we went, um, you said, hey, let's just pray and ask God, uh, you know, if there's anybody we want to, he wants us to encounter. Um, and I'll never forget this one because this, I, I, you know, we sat there in this, in this kind of space of a church and we prayed and I had this really strange picture of, a, of an elderly lady with either a Zimmer frame or two walking sticks. Um, and, but what really stood out was she was wearing a plastic kind of hat like the, the rain caps a plastic one and i was like that's a really weird specific picture but okay and i shared it with you and you said well hey let's see what happens and you and i went and we sat down in this cafe um and you're doing your prophetic art and i'm you're encouraging me to try so i'm praying lord what picture do you have for me and this and the other and lo and behold i look outside of the cafe and there is this elderly lady with two walking sticks and a plastic cap and i remember going chris what do i do what do i do <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and God is so good that I, I don't know that I would have had the courage at that moment to walk out of the cafe, but God is so good that actually she walked in. And not only did she walk in, but she sat right next to us at the next table. Um, and that led into an interaction between myself and her, even though you were like, you know, do you want me to do it for you, Adrian? Like it was, a, you know? <laughs> um, but it was, but it was again, an encouragement in that moment of, you know what? That is church out there that we are, we're seeking God. We're seeking to share who Jesus is while he's transforming us, while by his spirit, he is growing us and stretching us. And even in the act of going, becoming more like Jesus, he's also shaping us and encouraging us and allowing us to reach out to others who don't know. And, um, you know, I don't know if that lady gave her life. She didn't give her life to Jesus that day, but, um, but she, if nothing else knew that Jesus loved her and I was able to share that with her. And that was an appointment. Um, so Chris, we've got, oh, we've got a famous uh, uh, musician who uh, lives in our village, but uh, he's been unwell, been in hospital. I've been praying for him. So what are the chances of me just popping to the post office in lockdown and he's out for a, a walk? Yeah. And it's like that. It's like, so I'm able to say, hey, I've been praying for you. And he's so moved by the fact that I've been praying for him. As I leave, he goes, hey, hey, can I just say thank you so much for praying for me? And I say, you know what? I'm going to keep praying for you, my friend. Amazing. I'm going to keep lifting you up. Amazing. And at two meters apart, meeting with someone, sharing some good news, saying that I've been praying for them. God arranges those things. So would, you, would we dare to ask? Oh, so good.
Chris, thank you so much for joining me today. Um, before we wrap up, would you just pray for us and for all who are watching this um, and just, you know, close us off in prayer? Yeah, let's pray. Lord, would you give us the eyes to be able to see the divine appointments? Lord, cause us to lift up our eyes and see that the harvest is white. Lord, would you show us that we are so important to you, you would call us your bride. We are the bride being prepared for the bridegroom. And as church, would you help us to um, help us to al allow and welcome the work of the Holy Spirit to shape us, change us, put his finger on the things that need sorting out in our hearts. Help us to become even more like Jesus. So come, Holy Spirit, come and rest upon us. Come and purify us. And Lord, I pray for fruitfulness in this season, that despite the lockdown and the, the not being able to meet, I pray for more and more people to come to know you in Gambling Gate, around the villages, in Camborne, just more and more and more people. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Chris, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it's been amazing. A lot to, to think about, to pray into, uh, and to really allow uh, God to move in us with. That's fantastic. How amazing was that? What a challenge that Chris has brought us to really truly reflect on the fact that we are the bride of Christ. The church is the bride of Christ. And I don't want to just encourage you during this time to maybe ask God, what preparation is he putting you through? What do you need to be preparing yourself for? What does that preparation look like for you? What might God be saying right now?